Welcome, 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 y'all. This is your girl, Donna M, a.k.a. The Urban Mommy, and this is The Urban Mommy Podcast. Today, I have a special one for y'all. So what I did today was I mixed a regular podcast where we talk about life, we talk about relationships, and I was fortunate enough to have a guest that can speak on two topics. So she is also an author. So today, y'all going to get the best of both worlds. We're going to be talking about life. We're going to be talking about forgiveness, which is really, really big. It's big to me. It's big with me. It's something that I'm still dealing with. And I know a lot of people out there is dealing with forgiveness. So we are going to talk to J. Diane Parker. She is an author. She's a mentor. She's a speaker. She is all of those things you're going to hear from her today. She is a phenomenal woman. And I would love y'all to support her as best as y'all can because she's doing great things for the community. She's doing great things for kids. And she has a lot of words of wisdom. So like I said, we got to talk about some forgiveness. Are y'all dealing with something that you just don't quite know how to handle it? Trust me, you're not alone. A lot of people are dealing with things and sometimes we keep it to ourselves so many times that we don't know how to deal with it, right? And we also going to deal with the book, the book side of it. She's also an author, an urban fiction author, and a self-help author. So she does it all, y'all. So y'all sit back, relax, take notes if you have to. This is going to be a learning. It's going to be an empowerment session. And I want y'all to check back at the end so y'all can find out my final thoughts. Hope you enjoy. So let me ask you, how are you doing today? All is well. to get the kiddos ready. Um, school is about to start on our end soon, so it's just been a lot of ripping and running. When does it start out there? August 8th. Okay. Oh, that's, we have some kids here starting August 1st. I was like, wow, that's so soon. Yeah, it is. Look, the time has changed. It's hard to even, <laughs> uh, you know, try to do little vacations and stuff because it's like my son in football camp. Um, mm-hmm. Then he did the Summer Learn Academy. So it's like the summer is already gone. So, yep. You're always <laughs> right. You're always doing something. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So we just started talking and didn't even start. So, my name is Donna. Thank you so much for joining. And I am here with Miss the author, J. Diane Parker, who is a speaker, mentor, a community leader, an empowerment coach, and a super mom. All <laughs> all rolled into one person so that's what I got from you <laughs> looking at your page and looking at your website how do you describe yourself who is J. Diane Parker oh well I always tell people first I'm a mom first um mm-hmm. the author then I'm the empowerment coach then I'm the mentor um then I'm the community leader but yeah I'm, I'm a mom first and um I think without me being a mother I wouldn't have the patience and, and to endure some of the things that I encounter under all those titles. Right. That's definitely the best job of them all. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Has the most on the job training. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I was looking at your page and, you know, I tried to do my investigating before, you know, so I know what to talk about. And I noticed something on your page that, that I really liked and it said, you had a reminder to keep moving forward. So where does that come from? What inspired you to use that model? Um, so because I, I had uh, just to share a little bit, Moni. Um, I experienced uh, having twins for the first time. Uh, once I was pregnant with my twins, I went to the hospital and everything, and then um, I was. 
when I was in the hospital for a little while. And then I ended up having, um, it was something that I had an infection. And I'm going into a coma. So I'm like, what? Um, Everything was happening so fast. Um, The doctors started to panic. And of course, if they panic, because I go start to panic. And um, I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? What's happening to me? So that was a Monday night. I was Thursday, I remember waking up and I'm like, oh my God, what in the world happened? You know, I can't talk because I had the tube all down my throat and everything. And um, so I what in the world going on? So, um, what, I think it was not shortly after I had woke up that um, the doctor had came in and it was like, oh my God, I didn't think you were going to make it. Things aren't looking good for you. And I was like, oh my God, you know, what if I would have died? without doing right. what I really wanted to do in life. What if I were a dad, you know, leaving my kids without a mother? Um, not accomplishing the things I wanted to accomplish. And that's where that came from. I'm constantly reminded. You know, I got another chance. God gave me another chance to be here and wow. do the things I love, to be present with the people that I love. And that's, you know, I'm constantly, I always tell people, you know, keep going, keep going, no matter what you're going through, keep going, keep going. Uh, because I'm constantly reminded by that. Wow. How long were you in a coma? Um, from Monday night, Monday night to um, Thursday evening, I believe. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. Ooh. All right. That's, that's, that's big. I have chills just hearing it. That's so scary. And that's right. Like, you really have to think about life is really short. Things happen so quickly. Yeah, and, and, and we take it for granted sometimes. You know, we like, um, you know, if, for those who are mothers, it's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm, you know, I'm pregnant. I'm about to have my bundle of joy. And, you know, you think it's a little quick trip. You go to the hospital mm-hmm. and the babies, and you're expecting to come home, you know, right. but then to, to, to know that you've been traumatized before coming home. And right. it's like, you got to come home. You got to have an age. You got to have needles. You have to, it's so much that happened mm-hmm. after that, you know, to me mentally, you know, I, I went back into depression and it, it was mm-hmm. just a lot. It was a lot. So going into depression and dealing with the situation that you had, what was something that helped get you out of that space that you were in? Um, I always tell people uh, depression is hard. You know, mm-hmm. um, if you if you haven't been through it, it's kind of like you'll tell people because I I'm guilty of it. Um, mm-hmm. I've told people, oh, it'll be all right. You know, just pray about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Things will get better. But actually, going through depression myself, it was like I don't want to hear that. You know, right. and I'm being honest. You know, um, you know what's going to get better. So now you, it's like you're almost challenging. What, what somebody is telling you, but they mean it from the heart, you know, they mean it right. their intentions, but for somebody who's suffering with it, it's very difficult for us to keep moving, so you have to find things to do. For me, it was writing. Um, mm-hmm. Writing and releasing how I felt, writing stories, uh, doing activities, try to stay busy, because okay. as soon as you sit and you have that moment of free time, your mind gets to wandering, you know, 
Mm-hmm. And you start thinking about, oh, this is all the stuff I got to do. Oh, I got mm-hmm. bills to pay. Oh, I got, you know, it's just, it'll go to the extreme. So right. I got to keep myself busy. Um, of course, having twins, you know, that, of course, keep me busy. But sometimes <laughs> that used to carry me into frustration because it was like, oh, my God, why the babies won't stop crying? Yeah, you know, and it seemed like it was making it harder. Even talking to somebody else, uh, that definitely helped me a lot. Even though that person was going, you know, going through what I was going through, but being able to just talk to somebody. Um, I had friends that come came over, uh, come over and clean, and um, <laughs> my so, one a good friend, support system. That village, right, right. And um, one friend in particular, she said, um, "I know what you're going through," and she said. But you have to, you know, you have to open up and allow us that love you and care for you to show up and be there for you. She said, I want to be present for you, even if I'm not saying anything. And, you know, she literally came, cleaned my place, (laughs) took care of my kids, and didn't say a word. She just let me have that space. You know, um, we didn't have to, we didn't talk about what I was going through. She just wanted to show up and be present for me. And that was big. That was really that big. That is. That's and, awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Very. So, till this day, and she's my kid's godmother. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, staying busy. That, that's what helped me. Staying that's busy. That's what helped. Okay. So, I know that one of your many titles is a life coach. So, can you tell us the importance? Because I know in the Black community, we have... This is kind of something sort of new to us, life coaches and therapy. And we kind of stay away from those type of things. But now there is a a shift towards self-help and there's a shift towards helping ourselves using other ways like going through therapy or having a life coach or an empowerment coach. What do you feel is the empower is the importance, I'm sorry, of having someone like a life coach or going to therapy or something like that what's the importance to you just like you say with your friend but how important is it for you to to have those other people outside it's very important um sometimes i find in the for the empowerment side mainly a lot of times people they're going through different situations and you know you feel like you're alone mm-hmm. and that's what that's what get a lot of us down when you feel like you don't have support. Um, you feel like you can't talk to, you know, this one, you can't talk to that one. That's when you begin to question and say, you know, who am I? Why am I in this situation? Don't nobody really care about me. Don't nobody really love me. Um, you start to, you know, take your, take yourself down that negative road um, or go through a pity party, you know, by yourself. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's important to have people in place that will empower you, that will encourage you. Um, and it's very, very important in the black community because for so many years we heard what goes on in this house stays in this house. Mm. You know, um, and, and that that's what a lot of people try to abide by nowadays. You know, what goes on in this house stays in this house. Whereas now, because it's now becoming something detrimental to our youth. You know, uh, we got sexual abuse, uh, things like that taking place in the house by family members. You have um, 
drugs. Uh, kids are becoming to, you know, getting comfortable with doing what they see somebody do, not what somebody is telling them to do. Mm-hmm. So that uh, that right there is enough for me to step up and want to be an empowerment coach. You know, that's enough for me to want to encourage somebody because I see a lot of young people nowadays. They just do, you know, just doing any and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's I, true. And some of them, are, some of them are come and tell me, oh, my mama and daddy don't care. Wow. And I'm like, what? And do you think it's that the parents actually don't care or that's just that the impression that the child is getting from that? I would say a little bit of both. Um, mm. Because I've seen kids, you know, like maybe 12, 13, um, even my son, you know, his friends and stuff, I see how they act, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm fit to myself like, yeah, I know I ain't raised him like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, but right. they pick up off of, you know, the friends and stuff like that. So I'm not going to necessarily say that it's the parents, it's not all the parents. Uh, the kids go out here and, and start to pick up bad habits from other children who may have parents who don't care what they're doing. So it's a little bit of both. Okay, so I was saying that I know I invited you on to talk about your book. But after I actually, you know, went to your page and went to your website and learned about more about you, I was like, she is way more than just a book. And that's that's a compliment to you. Like you you have yes. so much going on. You have a lot <laughs> going on and I'm I was very impressed. So I was like, we're gonna talk about the book and we're also going to talk about some of the things that you do. I have a little sister and she has a mentorship program for girls. So when I was looking at the pictures, I was thinking about her. Hers is called Queens of Tomorrow and she mentors little girls and they do similar to what y'all doing. They, she, well, I'm saying y'all, but it's you. You go out <laughs> and see the homeless and you speak to kids and, and that's really good. We need more people like you. So I did want to say that. So we're going to talk about your book, but I definitely wanted to commend you for what you are doing in the community. So many times we have people just complaining, complaining, complaining about the way things are, but we have people mm-hmm. like you out there that's actually, I just say boots on the ground. So yeah. I did want to say that. So one, you're welcome. One of your books that you have, and I say one of your books is called Vibing Through the Shift. And it's, it's kind of like a guided journal almost, but it has some stories in it as well, right? Right, right. Okay, so can you tell us a little little bit about that? Um, so, um, vibing through the shift. When you think about vibing, you, you're getting through. You're trying to get through at least. Mm-hmm. And um, you're trying to go with the flow. You know, life be life and sometimes. So we're trying to just get through what we can get through until the change comes. So that's what vibing through the shift is. You trying to get through life until the change come. Um, we so many times we go through different things in life though, and that's what some of the topics uh, that's in the journal that I talk about, uh, from purpose packing, careless, um, um, care. Well, I talk about careless individuals. Then we have uh, purpose packing, uh, river of regrets. For real forgiveness. So I talk about different uh, different things that I went through personally and how it made me feel to go through those situations. Um, some people laugh about it, but it literally took me like 10 years to forgive one individual. And that's no lie. You know, um, 
not understanding that forgiveness was for myself. But in a way, I did understand it, but I just, I couldn't let it go. You know, um, it was something that I would hold on to. And where I stay is a very small area. So I'm constantly running into this individual. And it was like, okay, if I can catch him in the cut one time, <laughs> you know, that's how I was feeling. But um, even though I knew that wasn't the right thing to do, but that's just how much it, it, it took, you know. And I'm like, I can't keep living with this, uh, you know, hate in my heart for this one person, you know. And um, eventually, you know, I, I started gradually letting some of the things go. And I forgave, you know, I, I, I went on and forgave. And now when I see that person, we speak. Um, you know, they're asking me, hey, how can I support you, you know, what you're doing and, and different things like that. And I'm like, wow, you know, so, um, but yeah, I talk about different topics, uh, somewhat, um, having regrets. They, you hear people say, oh, it's not good to live with regrets. Um, uh, sometimes you do have, um, things that you wish you could have done differently, Right. Uh, we, we, you know, it's just natural sometimes. Sometimes we don't intend to, um, you know, focus on it a lot. But some of us, we do have things that we wish we could have did a little later on in life or done it early in life. Right. Um, even individuals, sometimes it's people that we wish we would have just, you know, would have stopped that hello and uh, <laughs> kept on going. <laughs> you know, but uh, that's just, that's how it is. So I just talk about some of those things, um, even my depression, my moments of depression. I talk about some of the things that I went through, how I felt um, with that as well. And uh, let's see, I buried I buried my first child, so I also, you know, talk about no brown blues, um, mm-hmm. where we, where in that, you know, specific topic I talk about how us as the brown women how we are expected to feel about certain things mm. um you know so that's it and, it, and it's not we, we should hurt sometimes we hurt like other people hurt right but for some reason brown women we are expected to uh you know just consistently be strong and not be vulnerable so um I talk about that as well uh, in the journal and then I have questions in there where you know where we can talk ask ourselves who are you know who am I mm-hmm. um, I have other questions in there and I hope that you know the journal offers courage clarity and closure because um, you know you want to be clear on certain things and you want to gain you know of course have courage to release those things and, and get it off your chest sometimes we don't need a room full of people to discuss our business too. Uh, we don't want a room full of people who are going to praise our pain. We mm. just want to release it to get it off of us. So that's why, you know, had little spots in the journal where we can write and release what it is that we're going through. Um, I hope that women, you know, take, take this journal as um, something they can carry with them wherever they go. If something come on their mind or something they want to release, they can just pull it out and jot it down. But yeah, that's what Vibrant Through the Shift is about. Okay. So when you were going through your and I, I did, I actually watched the entire podcast that you had on your website. It was very good. So <laughs> I watched the whole thing. So I want to know when you were dealing with your 
the issue when you were saying that you had to, you know, with the forgiveness, did you do therapy? What, what exactly did you do? I know you have, you have a strong, you have strong faith. I know that. So you yes. did that and therapy and journaling, like what, what, what were the things that you did to help you get through that situation? I know, I know time heals, but in addition to time, what else were you doing? Oh, well, I, I also, so what I did was I did talk to, um, I was not talking talk to my doctor. She's not a therapist, but at that moment, it felt like she was my therapist. Um, you know, I was talk to her and um, kind of let her know what I'm going through. And she would always say, you know, but dang, you know, just let it go. And, you know, what's done is done. And I'm like, okay, you know, but I'm still mad. So this didn't right. help, you know. <laughs> So here I am. I'm talking to my mom, and um, which is definitely I was saying my therapist, and I talked between talking to her and talking to my doctor, and um, you know, I even went to uh, because it was a child involved in the situation. Um, you know, I even sit down and took time to reflect, and I started gradually saying, you know, okay, in order for me to let this go, I'm going to have to face some things head on. Mm. And um, I actually seen him one time. And we actually had a conversation, you know, and I told him, I said, look, this is where I'm at with it. Um, I feel like I've just built, you know, so much built up hate for you. Mm -hmm. And um, I expressed that to him. And then after I had expressed that to him, you know, I, uh, of course, you know, continue to talk to my mom and I talk to my um, talk to my doctor and you know, that helped me get through it. Not saying that everybody is going to work the same for everybody but for me, you know, they helped me, talking it out helped me out. Okay. So, and I'm going to be very honest with you. So, for my own personal issues, two of the hardest issues that I deal with constantly are like heartbreak, heartache, and forgiveness. So that is one of the things that is so hard for me to do. So, and that's what really made me listen to the entire podcast on forgiveness because I'm always trying to find out different things you can do because I have that. I'm still going through that. Like you said, it took you 10 years. I'm mm-hmm. going on. I, let's see. I, if I if I say the years, then they're going to know who I'm talking about. So I don't want to say how many years, but it's been a lot of years. Gotcha. And it's like I still have that hatred in my heart. I've gotten past that person as far as wanting to be with them, but it's the hatred that I have for them. And I don't want to have that. You know, I want to get, I want to not do that, but it's hard to forgive somebody when they continue to do the same thing. And then especially if you have a child involved. So if they're continuing to be the person that, that, that you are angry with, how can you forgive somebody like that? Mm. And let me tell you something, because I this might be a, you know, a little something, something that I was going through um, recently um, when it comes to, because I talk about the um, heartbreak mm-hmm. <laughs> in the journal as well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes as women, well, there ain't no sometimes because most of the time, right. us women, when we give ourselves, we give ourselves wholeheartedly. And then, you know, sometimes we could think that we're um, the guys are, you know, the guys that like, okay, he, he doing what he's supposed to do. You want to believe that he's, you know, doing everything he's supposed to do. Then boom, you know, something happens. It's like, oh my God, like I'm crushed, totally crushed. Um, I remember crying myself to sleep 
literally. Um, you know, and some people say, Oh, I cried my sleep itself to sleep at night, but I'm saying real tears, okay? Um, pillow soaked. Um, because I was like, oh my God, I would have given my left kidney or my right kidney, you know, um, to this person and dang, they did this to me out of all people. So, you know, I had to stop and and look at myself for a minute and say, you know what, dang, you got to value yourself way more than that. You know, they didn't appreciate you. You got to appreciate yourself, you know? So what I did was start changing it up a little bit, you know? Uh, when I said changing up for me, it was um, if I had feelings or whatever, uh, I didn't let that person see it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I it, it almost like I was kind of like like um, mm, I ain't gonna say faking the funk, but <laughs> <laughs> but I was you know I didn't I didn't show no emotion when it came to came to those things. I would talk to my homegirls, but you know sometimes you have some that want to see you in a relationship, some that don't want to see you in a relationship. Uh-huh. So sometimes you can't always take opinion from them either. So um, I just try not to show you know try not for emotions um, when it came to that particular person. The overcoming that with a child involved is definitely hard. Um, it, it's definitely hard because it's like you're looking at it's always an attachment, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so right now it's like I'm trying to trying to figure out like a, a medium where it's like you can talk, we can talk, but not talk about relationships just have a general conversation so rearing it back to like a friendship type thing um that that you know that helped out a little bit too um but yeah some things it's hard to you know being human some things it's hard to to get over um and that's why people when they laugh it's like 10 years but it took me that long because you know it was time invested um feelings Mm -hmm. invested Right. Um, so, and you know, I can't help that it took that long, but look, <laughs> it did. <laughs> right, and that's so that's so true. And it's hard. I think that's probably one of the biggest issues that we deal with as women. Of course, it's a heartbreak because of the way brown girls are brought up. You know, they talk about both, like about the men with their feelings. We they do the same thing to us as well. And then mm. even as we become adults and we make how they say mistakes in our relationships we always get the blame for it well you should have known and this and that it's like mm-hmm. okay just so you're gonna punish me because i i wanted to be in love and somebody told me they love me and i believe them so i'm the bad person yeah. <laughs> yeah. and and you know i've heard that as well like um what was the situation it was um so somebody had came up to me one day um because i'm not married uh, but yet I have three children so they they came and said oh well what did you expect hmm. and I'm looking like you talking to me like that right <laughs> you know? so I'm like I'm almost 100% sure don't no woman go into a relationship or have nope. a baby by a man thinking or living with this expectation that you're not going to be with him that's right. not how it works for us Right. So, um, you know, that's not how it works for us. But yet, us women, we're still expected to take care of the kids, get over the heartbreak, 
uplift mm-hmm. your black man mm-hmm. and it's you, you see what I'm saying but yet the black woman is still the one that is less valued mm-hmm. I don't understand how that works they're good enough to raise you but they're not good enough for you to stick by them and do the right thing mm-hmm. I, I, I don't get that and um, that's something that I've been trying to put a good something together Mm-hmm. Um, because I need the men to start explaining something to us. They need to start telling us something, you know. Right. Um, we we have so many kids, even if we ain't even talk about wedlock at this point, but mm-hmm. just to talk about the broken home. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And then we're putting them, we're constantly putting them out there, but yet they're saying, oh, the woman should have known this, the woman should have did this, or she should have did that. Well, you have to hold the man accountable too exactly you know so um but it's time for us to start getting some answers because a lot of these kids are growing up they don't have fathers in the home right um, you know it's time for them to start seeing stability mm. and that's something that i always you know I, even today i'm 30 you know Wait. 36 Wait. about to be 37 Wait. never been murdered or anything like that but I want you to be able to yes I can offer them stability by myself but when you're talking about structure in a household you know other races can do it why can't we do it right Right. so it's some accountability um, that needs to be upheld you know you hear about that uh, like my mom I was telling somebody this story and I said you know my mom you know I was the only girl she had three boys Mm. you know so I'm like the boys got away with everything mm. you know <laughs> but for me it was almost like it was almost like okay you go out here you can do this you can do that yes it's nothing wrong with working it's nothing wrong with being independent but do we want to be all the time no absolutely not you know <laughs> do we want to come home and allow the man to do what he's supposed to, you know, do does. Like, that's not how, you know, that's not how. Well, some no. of us were put in situations where that's what it had to be. So right. now we're trying to break, we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to break once we start dating and we see that, okay, well, you know, I was taught I got to be independent. I got to be strong. I got to, you know, and it's almost like, what in the world? Yes, so the, that whole independent movement, because I always have this discussion, this, I'm going to say debate, I always have a debate about the independent woman. I'm like, yes, we are independent, but most of us are independent because we have to be. It's a survival mechanism. We, yes. we don't want to be like this. We like this because we have to be like this, because a lot of us, you know, we a lot a lot of us, you know, now things are changing a little bit, but a lot of us back in the 80s grew up without fathers. So right. we saw mom's holding down the household and that was that was the theme people want to forget that they you know they disrespect women so much now but they forget that through the 80s and the 90s black women were holding things all the way down yes you know and we were holding it down so that those we we saw that we grew up seeing it so we kind of grew up almost expecting to still kind of be in that way but it would be nice if we can have a man that can you know step in right absolutely do thing you know Right. So we independent, be, not because we want to be. We independent because that's we have no choice. Right. Absolutely. Sometimes we don't have a choice, and then if we right. do pick somebody, 
and that person ends up being bad, you're gonna blame me for picking a bad person. So it's like, what what can I do? You know, so <laughs> that's a whole word. That's a whole another a whole another topic for another day. The black woman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and 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 it's like we need, you know, some um, you know, it's time for some answers mm-hmm. to be given because it's like it's it's becoming a cycle. I'm almost 40 years old, closer to 40 than I am 30. And you still seeing the same thing happen. It's time for some change. Definitely. It's definitely time for some change. And, and sadly, the way things are going, it's, it's not looking good. And the, the bad part is the younger generation, you know, they do everything different. You know, we, yeah. we are kind of, we, we grew up on, this is how it's supposed to be, so we're going to do. The new generation do what they want to do. So, mm-hmm. the way we dealt with being neglected and abandoned, we became independent women. The way the new generation is dealing with it is they're becoming the men. So the, the the women are doing things that men used to do. And I'm not talking about working and providing. I'm talking about just oh, yeah. living. <laughs> you know? They just yes. living. And I'm not saying nothing, you know, nothing wrong with it because to each right. its own. But I'm saying they're doing things differently. But here's the thing. Then we have people our age trying to like use what's going on in the younger generation to talk about us. Oh well, y'all don't respect y'all stuff. Well, wait, hold on now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You, you're mixing, you're mixing too many different things together. You got this. You got to stay. Cause if, if that's what you want, you go. You go deal with those. But you got to pick. What you can't have both. You got to pick one. Right. You know, and so people are, women are, are settling for anything that they can get. Like they have people that say oh I want to be a side chick you know I want to be a side chick you know without and whatever but I honestly deep down inside I don't think they actually want to be that I think that's a defense mechanism they think right. that they're not worthy enough to have one of their own so they'd be like oh, I don't want, I want you know I want somebody else man you really don't you want to go that's out right. you want to enjoy yourself too yeah yeah you know and we tell ourselves that so we won't hurt our own feelings oh I'm I like I'm alright yeah. being a side chick no that's, uh-huh. that's what you're telling yourself you're trying to protect yourself, <laughs> but right, it's exactly. that that's what that that's what our, our girls have to accept and what they have to deal with. But that's just the the state of of relationships these days, and it's it's really sad. Yeah, and um, you know, it's like, well, how why are you start doing these um men summits? You know, mm-hmm. that's my I organize them because I don't want to see you know, and it's not just any man that's coming to mm-hmm. talk to them, you know. It has mm-hmm. to be a certain man, um, a man with substance mm-hmm. to come and talk to these young boys because, I'm, I, you know, I of course, I ain't going to be able to help everybody and change them all, but mm-hmm. we got to start somewhere. And if different areas will take the time, um, I just had a conversation with a long, um, young lady the other day, and she was telling me, she said, if the churches would get out here in the communities and these men would go out here and talk to these boys and encourage them you know not even pressuring them hey come to church but just to get out here and talk to them you know show them something different that would be that would be something amazing right you know and it's not even just the young for real now (laughs) right and you're right about that so speaking about about that like back to church and faith how important is is faith and i and there is a shift we have to be honest because like I told you this generation is totally different this mm-hmm, generation mm-hmm. is kind of shifting all the way away from religion 
it, mm, yes, it is. <laughs> so it's you know, like I say, we, we grew up doing what we were supposed to do, what we were told to do, and then these kids are growing up saying, "No, we're gonna do what we want." And they're they, and I'm not saying it's bad or it's good. It just kind of depends on what side of the fence you're on. But I'm I'm strong in my faith as well. So how how do you maneuver in this new world that we're living in, still trying to be faithful, still trying to have the faith, still trying to be a child of God? How do you continue to do that in the world that we live in? I always say that, um, you know, God is love. That's what I start with. Mm -hmm. Um, God is love. So if we're showing love to one another, Mm -hmm. um, we, we wouldn't even have to mention, um, our faith, our belief or whatnot. When we go and approach a person with love, that's what they're going to see. That's true. That's what they're going to feel. So when I go and I, when I speak to different people about whatever it is, you know, um, I want them to see the love. I want them to feel the love first before anything. Mm-hmm. Um, that right there is what's going to help draw people to, you know, church and um, being in the right place, helping them to establish their faith, their belief, and whatever you know what it is that they believe in. But. Um, I, I, I definitely say love. And people with love, nine times out of ten, they're going to be like, mm, what makes right. a Because people ask me, you know, well, mm. why do you give back? Why do you give back to people who never done anything for you? Mm. People have came up to me and asked me, <laughs> you don't ask me that. Mm. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's fine because I'm going to get my reward. Right. As long as I'm doing the right thing, God is going to reward me for doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I always say, yeah, approach it with love. Approach it with love. Okay. I have another question and we, we winding down, but I have another question. Okay. So while I was watching the podcast, you all would like, you know, back to talk about forgiveness. I tell you, that's my, that's my big, my Achilles heel is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Y'all mentioned something, and it's so crazy because it's something so simple, but I never thought about it. We talk about <laughs> forgiveness all the time, but I never y'all y'all say forgive forgive yourself. I promise that never crossed my mind. I never even thought about that. Like you have to forgive yourself, you know. Oh yes, I'm yes. always thinking, for, thinking about forgiving other people. No, you you have to forgive yourself as well. Yeah, because you know you know what? Sometimes we'll go through these things where it's like. Oh my God, I was a fool for love, but you know, this, that, and the third. <laughs> it is like, okay, I done got over it now, you know, but you have to forgive yourself as well. Um, you know, for allowing yourself to go that deep mm-hmm. or to um, go through that, you know, go through that pain for such a long period of time. So, of course. It's very important to forgive yourself first. You got to forgive yourself. That's real. All right. So if you can go back, knowing all of the knowledge you have amassed in these 36, almost 37 years, if you could go back and tell Diane, 17-year-old Diane something, what would you tell her? Ooh. (laughs) I would definitely say baby girl whatever it is that life you know throw at you just keep going keep growing because you can you can do it 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, because a lot of times you, you have to think about that. I saw that on a movie, I believe, and I thought about it. I had to think about, like, all the stuff that you went through after, you know, your teenage years and beyond. Yeah. Told you something and gave you some advice to let you know what you were about to deal with. It could have mm-hmm. helped out a lot. It could help yeah. out a lot. That's good. So, um, also, we're not gonna talk about your other book because we could. I want to get that on a whole nother podcast when we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> your urban fiction. Because through learning everything else about the mentor and the community leader and empowerment coach, I found out that you had an urban fiction book as well called Diamond on a Dream. Yes. So I want to talk about that on another day, but you got to give me a chance because I want to read it first. So Mm -hmm. I like to at least read some of it so I can catch up and see what's going on. So we're going to talk about that, but I did want to at least bring it up because if somebody on here want to catch up and and read that book before you come back on, that would be good. But um, yeah, that's something totally (laughs) different. Let me tell you. And you know what? Hmm. You might keep it. You know, I, I feel that um, women can pick up some gems in that book as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a story, but mm-hmm. let me tell you something. Story that us brown women are going through mm-hmm. or the been through. So, yeah, uh, that one right there. My mom, she was ready. She was like, oh my God, guys, where's the part two? Is there something oh. else going on? I'm like, I'm not telling you. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, while, while we're here, we got like a couple of minutes. So, like, basically, what is a, a quick little synopsis of Diamond on a Dream? Okay, so Diamond on a Dream is, well, I'm from New York, so that's where the story takes place. Um, it, it's about two teenage girls. They out for the summer. One has a dream of being a model, but she's in a, she is, she's in a household where it's chaos. Um, her, her mother and her father... You know, it's domestic and violence, domestic violence involved, um, and some and some alcohol and some drugs and different things take place. And she's trying to maneuver her way as a teenager now, as a teenager girl in the city, mm-hmm. trying to maneuver her way before she's going to accomplish her dream with all that is going on in the house. And um, so you have to see if she actually get there to the road of stardom or if she doesn't. Mm, okay, now that, that that'll that'll hold me. <laughs> yeah, that'll hold you because I don't get too like I, I don't get too much. And then you like what? <laughs> <laughs> that'll hold me. But yeah, so I, I definitely want to check that out. Um, but just to wrap out, wrap up. I'm sorry on what we were talking about today. Um, something big that we talked about that helped me as well. Of course, is forgiveness. We talk about it's okay to be heartbroken. It's okay to say I got hurt, you know, and forgive yourself for going through it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And one thing about it, we got on this, and, and I want to say this also. Um, one thing I learned, like, but going through, is that hey, I still got me to love myself. So, you know, it's gonna be some people that's their loss. It's never gonna be. It's not gonna be your loss. It's their loss, right? You know, I mean? some, you know, you know what you bring to the table. You know what I mean? That's you part. value yourself. You love yourself. Um, no matter what it is, just because somebody was foolish and didn't see what they had, you know what I mean? You love yourself because you're worth it. Right. That's so true. Period. That's so true. Okay. So let the listeners know how they can follow up with you, how they can buy your books. 
and how they can follow you on your social media. Okay, so on Instagram is j.dianeparker and that's going to be on Instagram, that's going to be on Twitter, that's going to be on TikTok. Um, on Facebook is author j.dianeparker um, that's Diane with one N Parker and on Amazon I have Vibing Through the Shift and I have Diamond on the Dream both available on Amazon or you can purchase my web, um, through my website which is www.jdianeparkerllc.com where you can purchase book, you can purchase a shirt or um, any other merchandise or if you just want to sow a seed or if you just want to check out and see what I've been doing you can get on there and have the picture gallery got some videos um, yeah so y'all just check me out and stay posted okay and she definitely helping the community so you, you're definitely going to get your money's worth so again Diane thank you so much for joining um, I am going to be ordering both of your books and I'll have them and we need to get back together because we're going to do this we're going to we're going to talk about Diamond on the Dream because I'm going to I have a feeling I'm going to want to talk about it I'm going to have some questions oh yes oh yes <laughs> yes <laughs> I'm going to have some questions so thank you so you get back to your babies your twin how old are your twins anyway I didn't they're even four Ooh. four years old identical twin girls <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> You know, that was always a little dream of mine. I wanted twins. I always say that. I always want twins. I think they're the cutest things ever. I love twins. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got a double blessing. Yes. <laughs> oh, good. And when you say your son, how old is your son? He's 13. Okay. Oh, you about to go to the fun stage. Mine made, just made 16. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, so, with that being said... <laughs> Thank you so much for joining and I will get back with you and y'all make sure y'all follow and y'all support this lady. She is out there doing really big things. She's in Virginia and but she's helping. She's helping way more than Virginia because she also travels. I, I've seen the, the flyers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she, she travels. So thank you and you have a good night. Hey, so I'm back. I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. I think it was a really good one. I am so happy that I was able to talk to Diane because she has so much knowledge. She has so much experience that she was able to add to our conversations. These are things that people like me, people like you go through all the time. We go through heartbreak. We go through situations where we feel we want to forgive others we go through situations where we need to forgive ourselves we talked about that as well so this podcast was a start for so many people because a lot of people didn't even know how to begin to have that conversation with ourselves so i'm gonna go buy that journal and i am going to start working on forgiveness because i do not want to waste another day of my life having hatred in my heart because that's not the way we do things right and remember it's different over here we support each other we are going to get the word out we're going to help each other this sister is doing awesome things there's so so many times we turn on the news or we look at social media and it's full of negativity especially amongst us you know it's full of negativity but now we want to change that we want to let y'all know that there are good people out there there are people that's just giving from their heart and not looking for anything back there are people like that. We got to support them. And support don't always mean money. Support is a share. Y'all share this podcast. Y'all go support the book. You know, y'all can buy the book. Support this. And this is helping you as well because it's all about becoming a better person. It's different over here. We supporting each other. We doing big things. We doing positivity. We having those 
uncomfortable conversations. We're doing all that stuff. So again, thank y'all so much for joining. I'm going to have a special episode because tomorrow I have another guest that's actually, we were going to do the book thing, but we got a little twist too. So y'all make sure y'all check back tomorrow and every other week when we have, well, every week when we have our episodes. Remember on Wednesdays, we're doing small authors, urban fiction, stuff like that. Thank y'all again for being here. Remember to subscribe. Remember to share. Remember to love each other, y'all. Thank y'all. And if the law stay the same, y'all are here for me next week.